You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture, coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. Y'all, we are live. We're not live. We can't say we're live. We're on location. We are on location. That's the phrase. And singing at it too. We're on location at the Depot Bistro. Depot Coffee House and Bistro. In Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It's delicious. Yeah. Where they have lovely sandwiches and lunch specials, and they have lovely coffees and teas. And Harvest Spice Lattes. And they have been nice enough to allow the MC Vocal Fry Podcast to record from their upper room, which subsequently like happens loft. to be the name of my band from high school. No. no. Upper room oh with one gosh. R. We'd like to state that Stop. this is a, a loft. This is a loft, loft, so we are in fact fact not in the upper room. We are not. We are in a loft, but they were sort of uh, impressed by the fact that I knew some of the lyrics to Blues Traveler's album four earlier. Impressed might be the wrong word. Curse you, Blues Traveler! You caused him. You caused him to wear a fedora. Intrigued for years. I used to wear a fedora. (laughs) It's kind of one of those moments where you just kind of stop and you go. Never huh. forget. Then you move on. And then I met Mandy. Mandy. And Mandy, we were. Mandy. And, Mandy. And, and, <laughs> and the whole world has been thankful since. The fedora is gone. We should say that we have. Uh, we're sitting here with some extra guests today. Oh, that's true. We um, are. So we're joined by uh, <laughs> apparently Mandy Mandy. By Mandy Mandy. <laughs> by Mandy Mandy. Man, man, Mandy, Mandy. So she's, she's sitting here doing some, some work. Trying to cast a show. And then uh, we're also here with with uh, Grace. Say hi, Grace. Hi, our resident coloratura. Resident coloratura. <laughs> so, Grace was the queen of the night when Michael and Sarah were Tamino and Pamina. Are we going back and revisiting yes. that. Well, I keep revisiting Already. it when I listen to the week's oh, podcast because it still okay. hasn't happened yet. Right? <laughs> That's the thing. Like I hear us talking about rehearsals, and I'm like, oh gosh, I remember that. Right. I'm now. like, I shoved this all really deep down. <laughs> I've, al- I've really already <laughs> repressed now, this. Yeah. I would also like to say that Michael and Sarah were instructed by me that we were all going to wear our shirts to do this on location. Well, we managed to do it. So that did. they managed to do, and their Some professor forgot. Okay. We should start a Patreon account for the Vocal what? Fry podcast. And if people want to give huh? a Patreon account, we'll talk about this later. It's just an easy way for people to send us a little bit of money for doing this podcast so that we can afford more and better things. Okay, like a mixer? Yeah, and then in response for, for giving us money, we can send them a t-shirt. Okay. As long as we don't become like those obnoxious GoFundMe people that you uh, see on Facebook. No, like, this is better. This is a pur- GoFunded me out. This is purchase oh God, for t-shirt. a... This is a subscription for a product. Like it's like a sm- it's like a small financial monthly support like a dollar a month. And by helping you go on vacation, do you mean help me go to my eight thousand dollars summer program where I'll have voice lessons and go I to concerts? Eight thousand dollars. Anyway, uh, so we are, we are uh, on location because it's been Region Nats Week. 
I don't have a jingle for that. <laughs> Nobody. It's on the music. Didn't it's you on know? the music. <laughs> it's on the music. It's like you weren't even so there. So I guess we should say, Alan Henderson, if you are listening to the podcast and you would like to, and you'd like Nats to have a jingle. We would it. happily put it on the podcast if Nats would like to help out another nonprofit. <laughs> give us money, we'll help. Or at least maybe give us free advertising. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, that, that would that, be cool. That would be, great. that would be perfectly fine. The official podcast of the... Uh, <laughs> we are not the official podcast of anything. <laughs> <laughs> are we not the official podcast for the MC of, of the MC Of the MC voice pedagogy yeah, department? Yeah. That's true. Yes, I mean, we are. We small, are, but we are official. We are, in that, fact. That. Uh, so yeah, so we're here in Hattiesburg uh, because Nats Southern Region Nats. Excuse me. I always want to say Nats Southern, but it's Southern Region Nats. Yeah, did it together. I always say the wrong thing. Uh, and um, all three here, uh, along with uh, many of our other MC students, advanced to semifinals today. They're all done with their semifinal round of competition. <laughs> We've got the finals tomorrow morning, uh, so we're enjoying a nice time down here in Hburg, as they refer to it. Oh uh, my. Down here, that's do, what they call it. Do they? Are they really? They, they write it on banners. signs, but on do the they say that? I didn't even think about oh, that. There are banners on the light post in downtown. That I say think. H-berg. Yeah. Right. They but, write that, but do they? Do they say that? I think some of them say the burg or something like that. Do you know what people from Memphis refer to Memphis as? Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> This is like Nash Vegas. That's a thing. Nash Vegas is a thing. I'm very sorry for anyone who's ever called it Nash Vegas. (laughs) Michael Michael grew up right outside of Nash Vegas. In Brent. In the slums of Brentwood, Brentwood. Tennessee. In the slums of Brentwood. (laughs) Brentwood, Tennessee is like one of the richest counties in America. In America. Yeah, it's it's mansion after mansion. I've driven through there. That's where all the country stars go. Not that Michael lived in one of the mansions. No, I was not a mansion. (laughs) Michael's been holding out on us. I lived in a very Very modest quarter million dollar home. Yeah, right. So, anyway. So, so here we are in Hattiesburg, and uh, we're in this coffee shop. Um, Let's see. So we covered that. What? Star Wars. Star right. Wars. Okay, so we have a lot Star of things Wars. to cover today. Many things to cover. And I guess we're going to start with Star Wars. The first Star of Wars. which is that yesterday Sarah shared with us all. Mind blown. The uh, along with well, actually I guess we should say Lucasfilm shared with the world. But I shared with them. But Sarah Sarah was the first to bring it to our attention, uh the fact that Ryan Johnson who we're still not sure about because yeah, like who knows? Uh, what we, we've, last last we've still not seen what if we Last, see Jedi? The Last Jedi, and we're like, what? And and he's gonna, Jedi. in fact, direct three additional Star Wars films. Did they give any details about what those they're gonna were? be from a far corner of the galaxy, not where most of the story has been? Which is probably why it is because. You've already had so much there. You, you, it'd be like taking a TV show and trying to stretch it. Those few last seasons where it just gets sad. I will say I'm concerned about this because, well, I'll say this. So an article came out like sometime in sometime this year uh, regarding the Fantastic Beasts movies when wow, the it. when it came out that they were going to make like 
I think like five, five of them. And, I do think that's a lot. And so this is what it is. Harry Potter has been around for a while now. And they were talking about how people kind of go through this emotional journey of saying goodbye to characters and, and saying goodbye to a whole universe. And it's like there's kind of a nice closure that you have. And that actually a lot of people have been frustrated, like they still love Harry Potter, but they're frustrated because of the uh, lack of closure that they're being given both of the fantastic movies and more than that, uh, the um, Pottermore issue. Because here's the, here's the thing with the online Pottermore thing, it's just they're just filling this in with all this extra backstory lore. Which, in an attempt to make the world more fleshed out, is actually a lot. The article argued that it was stealing the magic from this world. So the, the because you know, there's this whole thing that you have in your imagination of like, well, this could be anything, but or maybe it's like this, or maybe it's, like, and that's part of the fun of it. And so that's being sucked out, unfortunately, by Pottermore. And this article is really saying Pottermore has to go. Um, because but don't it, you think with Fantastic Beasts, they're just trying to end up getting to the point where Voldemort rises the first time? Of course they are. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, of course they are. But it's, as long okay. as we're all on the I'm same okay page with about that. that. And I love Fantastic Beasts. Honestly, like I thought that was such a quality movie. I do think you do run the risk anytime you do something like this where you reopen a franchise that like it, it could be a complete dud and kind of ruin the previous films and books and everything that were so good. But, ah, sorry. Um, but we're better now. Good. But like Fantastic Beasts was quality. And as long as they keep that up, five might be too much, but like, I think they're okay for now. And so far, Star Wars has had the same thing. I, I just worry that having... I'm worried about the Han Solo movie. I'm just going to straight up yeah. say it. Yeah. Because apparently there was another article this week that I didn't yeah. share with either of you that apparently Ron Howard came in and reshot 80% of it. Yeah. Well, that's not what yeah. you want. Well, I'm more than any of that, I'm worried that when you just have when you you know when a tv season tv show runs for like one more season than it needed to yeah and yes. it's like yes. it's not that they ran out of not even necessarily that they ran out of ideas or 20 right like law and order svu and so and which the, in case anyone's wondering is still on and the issue is you just kind of it loses any of the electricity that it had at the beginning right. you right. know yes. star wars I think that this this trilogy that they're making should right now, be the end. It should be the end, and I I'm kind of worried that they're going to make three more, well, and that it's just going to keep but going again, and cheapen. I time. think I think the point of saying though that that it was going to be from a distant corner of the galaxy means that it will not be Skywalker centric. I yeah. think that this trilogy will end any sort of Skywalker with the Skywalker story. family ending. Not maybe. I, oh gosh, did I just curse the Skywalker? Family? I don't know. Like to like. Be, I don't know if they'll end, but maybe that there will do? be a complete resolution. Live on, Star ending. Skywalkers. Star I, killers. I, I tend to be the very hopeful fan of like I love this franchise. I love everything they've done, and I want more. Like I want as much as I can get. So I try to be very optimistic. About I'm more worried about this with Marvel. Me too. Oh yeah, because Marvel. I'm does. more they worried do. about this with How Marvel. How many X-Men movies can you have? But Thor, <laughs> Thor, <laughs> Thor is a step was a step in the right direction. Yeah, because Where they was, actually evolved the character. The which character was actually changed. Well, I mean, shoot, the Hulk—that's probably the most character development I've ever seen in the Hulk. I still right. Need well, to see and Thor, the fact that the, but I'm okay with you. Oh. I'm okay with you spoiling it. I'm. I'm have not, you not seen I it? Haven't seen it yet. yet, but I'm. I'm spoiler friendly. So go ahead. 
Well, we're assuming at this point that you've seen Thor, not meaning not Michael, but not Michael, you the listener or Grace, but you the listeners. I'm horrified. And and because by this point you'll be a good couple months out by the time That's we air true. this episode. This is old news for you. Shoot, you'll have seen the the Justice League movie and you'll be getting ready for Infinity. War. Oh my goodness. You'll be you'll be you'll be I'm saying so I'm sorry in fact, I'm so, so excited disappointed for you. Fact, by the Justice League. Movie. I can so probably time it that we drop this episode awesome. during the Super Bowl, which is when I'm assuming we're going to get an Infinity War trailer. I'm just ooh, no, I'm cool. I'm ready. I'm excited. They're Super Bowl. Anyway, um, no, so we're excited. I mean, we're excited to see what happens with Ryan Johnson in that franchise. Yeah, I, I mean, it will, we'll, we'll see what it happens. Could be, we'll it see. could be awesome. I think honestly, the bigger thing for me, honestly, yesterday in retrospect, was what I, I shared with Sarah um, first thing in the yes. morning, which was the Yay. the picture first pictures of Jodie Whittaker. Apparently, in what will be her Doctor Who guard. It was great. It was pretty awesome. And there are so many. Did you see the Nerdist breakdown of the of the all the references in her costume? No, I saw that. It was I've great. Yeah, it's it's quite extensive. Yeah. Oh well, yes. <laughs> Sarah and uh, and Grace are both in we Pirates no with Mississippi Opera. Which is why I haven't seen Thor yet. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, I'm in it, and I saw Thor. Oh my! I made it happen. No oh my! Oh my! I'm okay, all right, happen. all right. We're having an old roommate fight now on the podcast. We were never roommates. <laughs> we're having a weird old never roommate fight on the podcast. Exactly. Friend fight. <laughs> that sounds weird. Friend fight. <laughs> okay, all right. There we got Michael singing in. Yay! Um, anyway, back to. But anyway, Dr. back to Jodie Whittaker. I thought it's great, and I tell I you what love I loved it. about it. I will tell you what I loved about it. I think it really represents how complex this character is mm -hmm. in an outfit. And mm -hmm. I thought it represents the fact that she will be able to represent and embody the different elements of the Doctor all at one time, which very is reflective of her career mm -hmm. yeah. as an actress. Well, it makes you wonder, like, is this Doctor really going to embrace his past? Because usually the Doctor regenerates. Runs and the doctor, from his past. He runs from his past, and he thinks of it as like, it's how he's explained it before, that he's a different person. He has the memories, but he's not that person. He's a completely different person. Maybe she's embracing that. I'm all of these people, well, and it, it would take a woman to do that. And time well will done. time will tell. But I'm I'm excited because the uh, even the picture itself it looks very classic, Doctor. Yes, so it, oh, it is. Not it's all me. it's references it's to nice the whole throwback. the whole yeah. thing. It does not strike me as like even like David Tennant era at all. Oh no, or you know, it, not, I mean, not you really. could walk up and pin a piece of celery on her and do it. Right, perfect. absolutely. <laughs> it he it it looks just like the classic Doctor Who, and I'm excited about that because I think that Peter Capaldi and the direction that they took yeah. with well, the 12th it went, Doctor, it got real dark. It did, it but did, it, but it all, but, but it, okay with it. it did take us, I think, a lot more back towards that time out war. of out of the what I've been referring to as the Hollywood Doctor phase, like with with Tennant and Smith. It's really Smith, a rewind yeah. to nine. It's almost like you're reliving him going through that time of healing and like having to get past what he did in the time war. It's like That's right. it's nice to see that all of that is kind of dealt with. Um also I yeah, ignore that Michael. Um I'm trying not to digress myself. So I do that all the time. It's okay. But it's nice to look at the doctor and say, "You know what? It looks like you've kind of dealt with some stuff 
and are able to like be maybe closer to a whole person. I don't think well, we've seen a whole person doctor in a very long time. Crisis. If I may, though, I think we saw him much more whole already in 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 this last series. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And I say that because I think he dealt with a lot of that, obviously over the last ten years. But I'm talking about. I'm more thinking of. 50th anniversary. Uh, I know. I'm well. Interestingly, enough that you bring that up. No, I'm more thinking of the Zygon inversion. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. And and what he went through with that. Yeah. And then the and and then I think the manner in which he had to go through the confession dial. Oh my gosh, that, was that really episode important. killed me. And I think oh. that was really important, particularly because that was what led us back to Gallifrey. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I think that part of the character's journey, it was interesting that that's also the moment where he saved Clara and so he didn't really lose Clara. Yeah. That actually bothered yeah. me. I feel like she should have just stayed dead. Oh, whatever. I kinda wish you didn't she... like her. That was the no, problem. I mean, yeah, I didn't admit like it, her. That's admit true. it, admit it. Like okay, Clara, thank you. When like there's her. a Doctor Who opera... You'd be the perfect. You are Clara. You are Clara in the I've Doctor Who opera. As, like I've dressed up as her for Halloween because she's the only one I look like. You looked great. Thank you. But um, <laughs> that red dress. Thank you. Unfortunately, I don't like... look like any of the doctors. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We've Maybe Tom Baker. I might be able to play the fourth the doctor Jamie in the, in and I the opera. Like, the only two in we looked wig. like was Eleven and Clara, and that's neither of our favorites. <laughs> I but she's about to say so bad. She just wants you to dress up as David Tennant. You know they sell like costumes at Hot Topic of that. With a wig, I'm sure. Well, they sell robes, so those have hoods. Wig, I mean, if you're wig, curious, wig, this is getting wig. weird. Back anyway, to the let's, let's 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 move back, back to, to this. I just don't so like anyway, Clara. It's true. The point being, we were really me. excited about the new look. We think it yes. looks great. And, and the TARDIS, they brought back the uh-huh. old TARDIS classic. Well, and I think it's so exciting because it's interesting you bring up the confession dial and bringing uh. back Gallifrey because. I remember how shocking it was, you know, because like many people, I started Doctor Who first with, with the episode Wilson? with the with the Blink, yes, and then after Blink, I watched with. the new series as much as there was, Same. um, and then after all of that, I went back and started to watch some of the older ones. Blink and I, yes. is the it's one of the greatest episodes it of a TV feels, show I mean, in history. I, that's what I start people with because you don't get spoilers, not really. And then also, it's just so it's great. engrossing. But How can you not love it? Like, apparently, I don't there was a blink reference in Dirk Gently this week, and I didn't. I don't watch that show, but I don't. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't know. But this is it. Is this is like it's really taken us? How many seasons have there been? Eight, nine, ten, ten seasons. Oh my god! This will be eleven. Oh my gosh! Has I didn't even really. This will be series eleven. So ten seasons Whoa. for us to essentially get back home because I remember how shocking Pre-war it was doctor. for me yeah. to discover right. that weird. Russell T Davies literally just invented the time war. There was no inclination of it, no talk of it. Are you no, sure? I thought that was the 87 no, 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 no. movie. The 8th doctor in the when mo- he was in but, the movie, they had the time in, war. But even in the movie it's like very it could be anything, you know? It's I guess, like as but opposed to the time war happened and it destroyed everything and every you know that whole idea of it, of, well, maybe of, more of the details of, of, of it. Wipe out, of the idea of wipe out everything and everyone. I think there he is did certain have to wipe out because that's how he regenerated. There, there is certainly it. much more canon that Davies added. Yes. right. It was just that the idea Moffat has furthered. He's flushed that, it out. Just the idea that the whole that really has been the crux of this whole new series that never existed in the old. And yet, I think their purpose in the original conception of series series, well, 
gosh, what are we, with Lunars. the ninth Doctor, whatever, yeah. with Eccleston. I say. think their their actual big thing was more Rose yeah. than than the ah. Doctor. Yeah, absolutely. I love you know, Rose. I mean. Anyway, uh, okay, so we're here at Region Nats, and oh, and a yes. thought occurred to us on the way down this morning. That sort of is our focus, really, of today, even though we've spent a good bit of time dealing with these two things, but they happened this week, and, and we had to deal with them. Oh, yes. Very important. Um, but what I wanted to deal with today was this idea, and I'm just going to announce it, and then we'll explain it, but of the proverbial they. Okay. And what I mean by the proverbial they is... Whenever, like sometimes, I'll have a new voice student come in. Let me just give you one specific example, and then we can break it down so you have an idea of what I mean by this idea. But I was, I was, uh, let, let's say an example of a student walks in, they're a new student, um, and you're teaching a female, and they are more or less afraid or unwilling, potentially. Maybe not. Let's just not say they're defiant. They're just afraid to sing in chest voice. Okay. And they're afraid to sing in chest voice because of what they will say. Who and, is uh, and, they? and the quote and, is theoretically, they said chest voice will me. damage my right. voice. They said it would hurt me if I use chest voice. Right. And the, so that's, that's an example. That's an example of what we're talking about with the proverbial they. Sort of this, this in a way, made up yeah. group of people in your head who don't really exist, but for some reason, I think that many of us are more. I'm, I'll include myself in this. Are more include. I'm not. I'm not talking about with the chest voice thing. I'm just talking about you can sort of get the voices in your head, but. Sometimes people are more inclined to believe these people who either one you don't know or two don't exist, yeah. rather than actually maybe trusting the person in front of you who does exist, even if they can provide a basis for why they're saying what they're saying. Mm -hmm. If the proverbial they, it actually goes back to, in a way, it goes back to tribalism, mm -hmm. which I don't think we've talked about on the podcast. Yes, we have. Did we talk about it on a podcast no, episode? This, maybe this you and I have talked about we it. We talked lot. about tribalism, and then you were on the verge of a tribalism rant and self shut it down. Yeah, you well, like, we can't do this because today. I, I want to be very clear. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to bring up tribalism in the realm of what it may or may not oh. mean. To we have another guest over there. Over here. Sit over Join there. Us. Come sit over here. Sit right here. So Audrey Bennett has arrived. So we don't want to we don't want to bring it up in terms of uh Will you hear from me? I'm sorry, we're listening. You're you don't need to No, I'm actually trying to just regain my my train of thought now. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. No, you're fine. You're good. Yeah, because the mic only picks up. But so recapturing my thought, I don't want to I want to be very clear that I don't want to talk about tribalism in regards to um Anything political. Yeah. Oh, how did I see that coming? But, For sure. But I've there is a sort of... Uh, Are we talking about Black Panther? No. No, not yet. <laughs> no, but I tried to talk about that the other to day. To be clear, <laughs> our, our friend Audrey, who is 
one of the students is undergraduate student at MC. Just walked in. Yes. She's That's also here competing happened. every gymnast. I just gymnasts. know that all of you I appreciate her. Marvel as much as I no, do. No, we actually already <laughs> broke down the fact that Ryan Johnson's doing three more Star Wars movies. Yeah, did you see my post? And we also already broke down... Oh, another person. We, are, we also already broke down um, the, the Jodie Whittaker's outfit that they launched yesterday. You're far behind on Doctor Who, you, so you yeah, can't comment that's on true. that. Anyway, I'm so, so lost sorry. as to what we're and, talking and, about and, now. No, though. okay. So the topic basically <laughs> is this idea of the proverbial they. Okay. Okay. Quote unquote. But Quote they unquote. Said, but like like any time you would say, but they said that if mm. I do this, it might hurt me, or they said that if I drink ginger tea that my voice will be good or they said that if i drink tea with honey my voice would be good yeah. or anything i can't drink milk it, and, and, and it would refer right. to any they, said, they, said, I, they can't said i can't have dairy so it would refer to anything honestly where you just sort of randomly off the cuff heard something but actually no one provided you with evidence of that mm-hmm. and you were just more prone to believe them and I was going to reference it in terms of tribalism because there actually Ah, is a a predisposition within most humans to not be factual. Ah, Okay. So all people are naturally liars. No. No. They actually naturally want to go with their tribe and with, with sort of gang mentality more than they actually want to believe facts and rational thought. Like, even if I give you the fact, right. here's this fact, chest right. voice won't hurt you. Right. If they've heard their whole life that it will, that they trust. Right. then yeah. all of a sudden there's a proverbial they that said that. that said even though that proverbial they doesn't exist. There are yeah. lots of applications to this that we will not discuss. No, but in, let's <laughs> deal with it within the singing voice. I think this is prevalent. Oh, 100%. And then sometimes, all of a sudden, and I'll use the example of gnats, and I don't mean to... (laughs) I don't mean to put this in a negative connotation at all, but like most of the time at gnats, you don't know your three judges. Right. Well, yeah, that's right. And so all of a sudden, as a student singer, you're getting feedback from three people who largely you don't know. Yeah. Who your teacher may not even know. Yeah. And they heard you for less than ten minutes. Right, and, and, they have and, no and, idea and so and and, and often this could day. this could really apply to people in a master class setting as well. Yes, a hundred percent. Um, because because in a master class, the first thing that I usually say to introduce things to everybody is the fact that I don't know. Bye, Bye everybody. Also, Marilyn and Michaela who appeared. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Marilyn and Michaela. We said hi and then we said bye. Okay, sorry. These things just happen. Michael has turned everything to a jingle. Apparently. Yeah, well, actually, that is sort of it adds to the charm. Right before this, it does add to the not charm. Nine in the morning. So. No, but but anyway, I think there's a little bit because of the tribalism mentality, and the, and the reason, by the way, that exists is because the tribe was what provided people with food. That is literally why it exists. So, in other words, it was safer to believe the tribe yeah. rather than believe a fact. Don't yep. bite the hand that feeds you. Yep. Okay. And because of that, I think a lot of that exists in the singing voice and manifests itself as this idea of the proverbial they. 
And, and you guys already named some good examples. I mean, forget the chest voice thing, but the idea of milk. Yeah. I could drink a half a gallon of milk before I sing and be perfectly fine. I had never thought anything about that until all of a sudden I got to college and I, people started saying that, oh, well, I never drink milk the day of performance. Well, you know, you shouldn't drink milk. And I was like, what is this? Like, Now, I would just like to interject into that situation just so we've commented on it that you, when I do give a voice health talk, it basically surrounds the idea of knowing yourself and your own body chemistry and the way you react to things and how your own body responds to stimuli, including things that you ingest, like a dairy product, yeah. but also over-the-counter medications that you might take, even prescription medications that you might take, and of course, you know, how your body reacts to things like even like getting sleep or not getting sleep or oh, yeah. stress or d different things, all of which can end up affecting the singing voice. But I, I just, I think one of the worst things a singer can do is to maybe like start to not trust what they know about themselves and their teachers. And what their teacher is giving them. You know, it actually goes back it would because imposters launched today. That was the episode web the oh, yeah, today, the podcast that was today was imposters, and one of the things I said on there was the importance of having a small inner circle of mentors, people you trust that you can be willing to. They can be a mirror for you that's going to be objective, right? And, and relatively objective. And I think sometimes singers end up getting themselves into trouble with the proverbial they. Because all of a sudden, they'll be at a thing like this, and then all the students will just gather together, rather than maybe going to their teacher, and they'll be like, oh, well, well, I always heard this, and I always heard that, and I always heard the other thing. And the reality is, all of a sudden, maybe a freshman is there, a sophomore is there, and they're believing things that maybe they... Maybe the student heard, but maybe the student didn't even hear the accurate thing come out of their teacher's mouth. And, yeah, and but I'll, they heard it from another student. Really well, that's what I'm talking about, t hearing it from another student or who just who just made it up. Oh, my bad. <clears throat> um, I just told Grace to talk towards the microphone. That's all. Sorry, we're on location, not in our normal environment. <laughs> I, I think, too, it has to do with this. It, I mean, it does go back to the imposter thing, and even insecurity, I think... I think back to when I was 18 and there's lots of stuff that I just heard that was crazy that people said as if it was fact. Mm -hmm. And I just believed them because I was so, and I went along with them because I just wanted to be right. And I wanted to be legitimate. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to admit imposter. the Right. I didn't want to admit, well, even then I didn't want to admit the truth about myself, which was I'm this 18 year old kid that knows nothing and I'm willing to learn. Instead Aww. it was, I need to look professional because all these other people really are faking it. But, they, they, you know, because I'm 18, they're they're 20, they've had four semesters of voice, but really, how much do you really, are, do, are you qualified at that moment to give kind of the professional advice? Right, is a know? first semester junior yeah. really prepared to be giving yeah. that kind of advice? Yeah. But you know that in every music school in America, the, forget Nats, those kind of conversations happen in the hallway. Every day. 100%. In every music school in the United States. 100%. Well, and I feel like so much of it is, I mean, you come in and you don't feel like you know anything. And so you have these few rules you've heard and you go by, oh, well, you don't sing in chest voice or I'll hurt myself or you can't drink milk or I'll hurt myself. And so they're all like, if you think about it, they're all things that you don't do so that you don't hurt yourself. And so even when somebody tells you, oh, you can do that, it's There's fine. A fear. You have this fear of, but what if they're wrong and, and I, I hurt, hurt myself? myself. Mm -hmm. So well, I think you're trying to overcome that, that 
So I have two thought. I have two thoughts on that. Well, three. First is that's why you need a mentor you can trust. Yeah. And an inner 100%. and as you go, an inner circle of mentors. Even once you're a professional, having an inner circle of mentors that you're not just listening to any old person. Yeah. Give you advice. Um. But in addition to that, I, just to, since since we've been using this chest voice thing as an analogy, mm-hmm. I just want to address this very quickly. Um, chest voice is a very funky term. It is a singer word. It doesn't singer really exist. Word. Interestingly enough, um, it is a phenomenon that largely relates to a thicker glottal contact area meaning the glottis itself actually comes together in a more square configuration. Non-singer people, glottis is another word for vocal folds, yeah, vocal the opening they, there. Where they meet. And um, they're thicker. Sometimes this is now referred to as mode one production. That is one other sort of non-specific definition of what it is and it doesn't it, it it also is not a perfect analogy to say that it just has more thyroarytenoid activity while it likely does have more thyroarytenoid yeah. activity it's not that you couldn't also have cricothyroid activity and even more so the question of how much the interarytenoids and the, I think even more importantly, the lateral cricoarytenoids are playing into creating that sound. Well, and would you say more you define it by like your formant harmonic couplings at that Well, point? there are definitely also timbral adjustments that are part of it as well. That's the, absolutely, because if you're in a, you know, if, if, if all of a sudden, um, timbrally, you end up tuning your fundamental and your first format, yeah, you're not, you're not, it's not going to sound chesty. Yeah. Um, so there are acoustic elements that, that play into the timbre of it as well. But I, what I wanted to say is there's plenty of literature out there on how to execute those tones if you are a female safely. It has a lot to do with the resonance adjustments and the resonance choices that you make when you are above about E4. Yep. Sort of below E4, you're singing in chest voice sort of no matter what, assuming you want to be heard. Um, But I sort of don't, just as the terms exist, I don't have problems with any terminology. As long as we can all come to an agreement on, if we're having a discussion about it, what wow, we're talking what we're talking about right yeah. um but there is plenty in the literature to suggest that it is not harmful and i just wanted to go on record as having said that uh that is there you go. You and, 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 here. and and here's what's what the other thing i wanted to just follow up on that point that is a mid 20th century phenomenon because if you go back to garcia you were training chest first. Even if you listen to Renata Tavaldi, mm-hmm. you know, well, or any other great soprano, or any soprano. other great soprano, you hear it's because it's been my big thing lately. Soprano, the sopranos I really like, all use chest voice. Yeah, that's it. That's a thing. I, I can't think of a professional who have a good chest voice. No, that that don't use right. chest voice. Right, and that's what I mean. Like every good, sorry, every good soprano. I'm like not just they they have chest voice and they use it, but it. It's pretty rich. It's yeah. not just a yes, thing. It's, it has to be ooh. if they want to be heard. Yeah. Truth. Because they've heard me say this a thousand times. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. But <laughs> You're about a, to hear it. As a classical singer, there is 
the first and primary rule is be heard. If you can't be heard, nothing else matters. What does it matter if you sing a phrase very artistically if I was in the audience and couldn't hear it? A tree falls in the forest and no one's around. No, I didn't. I say that last week on the podcast. My new thing. I don't remember. Like I said, if a voice, if a voice voice teacher teacher makes a comment and no one's around to hear it, I made the actual. Then they become the proverbial um, they. (laughs) I said the actual. Whoa! Oh no. Mind blown, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. If a voice teacher makes a comment and nobody's around to hear it, they in fact may become the proverbial they. I think the proverbial they no is like the it. shadows in the silent library of Doctor Who. Stop, no. That's uh, the proverbial they. I think. Or maybe I they're the weeping angels. But nobody is the proverbial hears they that. the weeping angels? No, no. We're I just gonna we're just gonna let it go. Library. I don't think anyway, you can compare them. To I what I want to say library. is, if you are an are aspiring called? singer out there, unless it's the dollar, trust your teacher. Oh yeah, trust. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't trust them blindly. I mean, sometimes there are students who I've taught who I knew needed to move on to new teachers. Maybe it's better to because say it find a teacher that you can trust. That's that's a good I that's agree. a good statement. Trust your teacher, know yourself, and potentially. Take a look at current literature that is reputable. Well, and in regards to that also, I just also want to even echo that to my academic colleagues or my older colleagues. Have a mentor that you trust. Even if you are an associate professor, have a full professor who you trust, who can mentor you. Because if you're, if you don't, Usually one of two things happens. Either you start believing some proverbial they, somehow, or you burn out. Because I also think that having a mentor who will keep you inspired, who probably also has a mentor keeping them inspired, helps you from having burnout. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, or even just getting stuck in a rut. Stuck yes, ab- 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 absolutely. Which, let me just tell you, leads to burnout. Um. Okay, so what did Sarah have for breakfast? Oh, it was so unfortunate. I had no breakfast food this morning, so I had a Sargento snack pack. What is, it was really what is a Sargento sad. snack pack? They have these like little with the rye chips and everything? No, it had little cheese cubes and peanuts and raisins because I had to have that because I couldn't make it wow. till our breakfast. Because yeah, then I met Grace at a Whataburger and had a chicken biscuit. But that doesn't count as breakfast at that point. That's brunch to me because like that, that was at like nine and I had already had breakfast and it was my little Sargento snack. So pack. you're willing to count a digestive cookie as breakfast, but not a chicken biscuit. It was because it was after it my was real a time time issue. Oh, it's, it's a time issue, baby. not a not a I what it was. I have to eat when I first o'clock. get up or just things go poorly. Uh-huh. Okay. She may fall and break her other hand. No, it's true. That's what I learned. This <laughs> Sarah my has fresh, an injured finger. I did right injure now. my finger, but like freshman year, I made the mistake. I thought I could get up and not immediately eat breakfast, and so I try to go like get ready for church because it was a Sunday, and I'm getting ready and like was showering or something. And the next thing I know, I like am on the ground about to pass out, and the last thing I remember was I crawled over to where I kept my food and ate a granola bar, and a few minutes later, I was I was better. 
Oh my. Okay, takeaways. Takeaways for this Southern Region ah. Nats on-site podcast. My takeaway is that we need to be performers. We're perf- like that's what we're studying to do. We need to be performers and we need to uh, address even weird crap like competitions and auditions as like I'm going in as a working performer, which doesn't mean that I freak out about being perfect. It means I'm going in to communicate something and do what I do. That's my takeaway. And on the flip side of that, my takeaway from this weekend has been like, don't psych yourself out before a competition. It's a competition and like life just keeps going. Like, yeah, life doesn't stop. You, you have rehearsals. You have things you have to do. Groceries to get like. It's one of the it's great things about being a working singer while you're also doing Nats is that you already realize that. Yeah, like it hits you. I mean, just don't freak yourself out. Like, yeah, it's Nats, but it's also it's one just day of nats. many. Grace, Grace, do you have a takeaway for oh, us today? Get closer this. to the mic. Oh man! Oh gosh! So Grace has this some is real a bad idea. Away. Giving <laughs> no, a no. giving a coloratura <laughs> a microphone. Give a me microphone. the mic. Also Give me the microphone. This is no, like a child. I'm not sure cookie. that it's a takeaway. This is something that I always struggle with. I'm extremely competitive. So while Sarah's like, "Look, it's just Nats," I'm like, "It's a competition, though." So while I'm I'm involved in other things and learning how to adult and do other things while also doing Nats, I still want to do well and I still want to put my best foot forward. Oh yeah, even course, if I haven't had the normal preparation that I would have had had I still been in school. But now that I'm out and I'm doing all these other things, now you know you have to learn how to balance completely differently. And so my takeaway is is practicing how to do that. Working on it. I like it. I like it. Thank you. So my my takeaway, uh, first of all, I have two things. One, I hope that you guys all make finals and that uh, and that you sing well tomorrow. But if you don't, it's not the end of the world. No, Mm-mm. we can sleep. True enough. I will be here no matter what. Oh well, you can't. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. We have rehearsal. Regardless. They don't That's know that true. though. <laughs> they they think know. I'm not coming. But, but my other takeaway, you know, Michael, what you said actually gave me a, a thought to to end with, with the idea of you being performers, because we ta- we do sometimes on this podcast talk a bit about bit about voice science. Occasionally, even though in, even though we haven't today. Remember when this used to be a research journal? <laughs> you mentioned yeah, but then the IRB happened. Yeah, we're still struggling through the hospital's IRB process. We're on our second round of revisions. It's just Woo-hoo. taking. It is. Uh, uh, this is not by by far. This is not my first human subject study, but I've never had one take this long to be approved. Um, it's all of our team is slightly frustrated. Could you tell? But we're, we're but we're working through it, and and we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but what actually what I wanted to say is with the idea of being performers, I think it's important that we are multifaceted. Our our conversation with with uh, Paul Hotailing that we had yeah. earlier this week just reminded me and reinforced the idea that we can't just be one trick ponies. Nope. We have to be we have to be fine singers. I think you know we sh- you guys should learn how to write. I think that being able to communicate orally mm-hmm. as a presenter is important. I think that and it doesn't mean you have to do all these things, but I think if if, if you are if you are so inclined as Paul was talking about to direct, that's a wonderful oh, yeah. skill that I you should that develop. Was a cool thing. 
If you are so inclined to be a voice teacher, that's a skill you should develop mm-hmm. as a singer. If you are so inclined, if you have the piano chops, why not be an accompanist, a collaborative artist? Yeah. I mean, just, I think my point is, if you have administrative skills, maybe there's some arts administration, budget management, you know, eventually maybe an administrative kind of post in academia. There, there are different things, but but I think uh, maybe you're great at writing grants and you're really good with sort of generating your own... <laughs> I wish I was good at asking people for You're money. sort of good at generating your own thing. You brought up that whole topic. You, you are generally our person I wish on I was the more successful in asking people for money. <laughs> he means that go. he wishes that he could come up with a way to get people to give him money so that he wouldn't have to work other than he that. He tried, though. So that he could just be a content So that he could just be a con. No, a content creator. Content um, creator. Could be like anyway, so that that's my that's mother. my thought. So everybody out there, uh, we're happy to be here again at the yeah. Depot Bistro, and we we'd like to just say thank you to the National Association of Teachers of Singing, everybody here in the Southern Region who organized the conference this week, uh, everyone who to is the University of Southern Miss to the University hosting. of Southern yeah. Mississippi for hosting this year. We will actually be hosting Mississippi State Nats at MC in the spring, and we will definitely uh, be doing some kind of... I I think that might require a live Facebook event. Yeah. Um, Or bacon? Maybe. Bacon on a bigger scale. Maybe bacon cookies. Bacon cupcakes? No. Bacon. That's not how it's supposed to be. Bacon Bacon donuts. Bakery, maybe? Maybe. Maple glazed bacon donuts. Maple glazed bacon donuts. And then hand them out to participants like after they've auditioned or something like that? Yeah, and also maybe normal bacon, too. But you all will be participating. Well, we'll have to figure out the details of that. All right, more to come. Maybe we should actually, you know what? (laughs) That Nats will not be. We could probably get this episode in before then because. Well, they. Anyway. All right. Very good. Okay. We hope everybody has a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.